What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. Howard Bender and Adam Ronis here. Thanks to Fantasy Larva, the Sawdust Podcast Network. What's up, Adam? How you doing, man? Thursday, getting to the end of your week right now. There's only only three games in the NBA tonight, so you got a whole chance to focus on some other stuff, huh? Well, now the first game of the night is Lakers Bucks. That's a premier game. You know, two of the top teams in the NBA. So that one is definitely in the spotlight because it's the only game on at the time, and then two later games. But yeah, uh, Bucks versus Lakers certainly a, a great first game to kick off the night on a short slate. Um, yeah, you know, I I hear the the breakdown of the Lakers from from Bowden. I never, you know, it's kind of funny because I never really like you know because I'm not a, a hoops guy. I never really know like how much he's exaggerating. Like when he talks Cowboys, I know when he's full of shit, right? Like I know when he's just, you know, being a fanboy. but like, I'm still not a hundred percent sure because I mean, let's face it, LeBron easily the best player in the game. And what he's done has just been, you know, absolutely insane. You know I mean? The finals, what every year for like 20 years or something stupid like that. Um, you know, and I know Anthony Davis, but I, I honestly I don't know anything else about the uh, the team. So, how much is Jim Bowden embellishing? You think? No, they're. I still think they're the team to beat. They're number one in defensive efficiency. So, even with the loss of Dwight Howard and Javal McGee, who are rim protectors, you know, they added Marcus Saul, who's past his prime, not that good anymore. They added Montrez Harrell, Dennis Schroeder. I thought was a good addition. So, I actually think they're a little bit better than last year. Uh, I just need to, against better teams, you know, will they have enough rim protection? I think that's the biggest key for them. Um, but they're first in rebounding, rebound rate. Um, so they're near the top in a lot of categories. I mean, this team is good. And LeBron James has yet to sit out. I think a lot of people felt like, well, you know, he's short season since they played the most games in the bubble that, you know, they would sit him out. And he hasn't sat out once. Anthony Davis has missed one game. Um, so they are sixth in points per game. So yeah, they're just, they're, they're rolling right now. So no, nah, they're, they're legit. And I would think at some point that they do maybe start to rest these guys, but I believe I just saw that they're going on a seven game road trip spanning about 7,500 miles beginning with this game in Milwaukee, but you know, they're near the top They're They're fifth in offensive efficiency. So across the board, uh, they're really good. And when you have, two of the top players in the NBA with LeBron James and Anthony Davis, you, know, you just need everyone else to kind of play their role. And that's what happened last season and it worked and uh, they're off to another great start. So I still think they're the team to beat. I felt that way going in and still feel that way. All right. Well, and I just, I have to endure it then. It's uh, it's, it's not fun. Um, it is, it is, it is a painful, painful process. Uh, but one that I will uh, I will definitely get used to. Um, I actually did chime in today about some NBA stuff. And, you know, guys, we will be Adam and I were going to make our picks for the NFL conference championships against the spread. We promised you we would do it. That is where we're going to we, our focus is there. But, you know, this is an all sports podcast. And there's a lot of stuff going on right now, um, primarily with COVID. Um and I got to tell you, you, Adam, as somebody who, you know, follows the NBA as close as you do, you got to be nervous about some of the shit that's going on right now. Um, you know, the Grizzlies just they they just uh, can't or postponed their next three games. Um, you know, we know that it's just it's it's like rampant today, uh, you know, and and uh, and the NHL is going through it also. 
NHL had more games canceled and the uh the the Capitals uh just got fined a hundred grand uh for breaking protocol policies and stuff like that. Like how like, give me your thoughts here on NBA and NHL because these are I guess you know the, the two leagues that really you know they, they didn't get hit hard with it the first time around because the NBA bubbled up like that. Yeah, and the NHL was also in a bubble as well. So yeah. they were able to get past it. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I was more worried a couple of weeks ago. It just seems like at least the NBA, they're going to power through this and they'll just deal with it. You know, I told you before the year, you were a little surprised. They didn't make a schedule for the second half yet. And this was probably part of the reason why. Now, the Wizards, I think, have missed seven games already. So I saw someone saying, well, if they play X amount of games, they're just they're going to have like six days of practice the rest of the season with all the back-to-backs and trying to cram in the game. So that's where it becomes complicated. And that's probably part of, too, why it's been so difficult to predict is maybe the lack of practice. And uh, I know, um, you know, Lee Sand knows these, some of the players well. And we were talking about it on Lee Sand Does Fantasy the other night on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. And she said they're really cracking down. Like, these guys are not going out. They're not going out to eat. There's security in the hotels. And she said it's difficult for a lot of them because they're so used to, you know, at least going out to eat and doing things and they can't now. So, um, you know, mentally it's tough for a lot of these players too. And maybe that's part of the performance as well. Uh, when you're not used to doing what you were and especially the bubble too was tough. So they understand though, that this has to be done in order for the season to continue and I think at least for now, as long as it doesn't, as long as not like five, six, seven teams at once, that's where you run into a problem. So as long as they're able to contain this and teams have enough players, and I think there was also talk about them expanding the rosters uh, because that's been the big issue is a lot of these teams that have had uh, forced to postpone have not had enough players to play. So I think they're going to power through it pretty much like baseball did. Okay, you know, I mean, good that it's going to continue and and keep going. I mean, it is, you know, they're they're definitely going to have a a a lot of their hands full. Um, yeah, I just again, just telling a a, a you know a millionaire twenty three year old what to do. Yeah, he can't go out. I mean, it's like, you know, I mean, it's like banging it's banging your head against the wall because it's so frustrating. Because I mean, let's face it, yes. You've worked your ass off to be where you are, but it's a privilege to play professional sports. Like, I'm sorry, in the NBA and NHL, MLB, NFL, I mean, that's a privilege. And that is not something that, you know, a a lot of people can do. So you would think they would have a little bit more of the understanding of like a normal human being and say, hey, man, you know, if I just. I just suck it up right now, buckle down and and not, you know, not screw around or anything like that, uh, then we can have our season and and we can, you know, we can make it through everything fine. But, you know, you just I mean, it's is am I just giving like sad commentaries on society, really? Yeah, look, I mean, it's easy for us to sit here and say all that. And, and then you're in that situation. You have that money and you have women texting you to meet and all that stuff. You know, it's tough to turn down. Um, you know, everyone has a different perspective. Again, it's easy for us to say here as people working from home, yeah, don't do that. 
what are you doing? Why are you being selfish? But like you said, when you have all that money and the freedoms as a young, look, come on, man. Well, you're dude, talking money's now, not going to change us, right? When oh, we yeah, win Powerball. No. But I'm just saying, though, like you're you're talking about it from the perspective of someone older who has been through life. Yeah. Put yourself in your shoes and you've talked about how different you were. Imagine you were 23 with all that money and would you be the same or would you be like, oh, you know what? Eh, it's, I'm probably not going to get COVID. I can go out this one time. I'm not going to. What's going to happen? Right. Um, I was probably too drunk of an asshole. To That's what I'm saying. So I'm an asshole I was being. So I guess well, I will say this, you know, perspective on all this is interesting. So I someone that I know today told me they had COVID recently. I was like, oh, how was it? They were like. It really wasn't that bad. I had I had it for five days. Not me. Uh, they had it for five days. It was like fevers, you know, soreness. And they said if it wasn't for COVID, they wouldn't have thought anything of it. They would have thought, oh, I'm just sick. Um, and they said it wasn't that bad. But again, everyone has it differently. And that's what's crazy about this. We've seen people die from it. And then other people have no symptoms. Other people just get sick like normal and are fine. So that's that's the crazy part. Remember, there have been a lot of athletes who have had it and we've heard different things. You know, some athletes, I think a lot of the NBA guys have been fine. I mean, Rudy Gobert talked about losing taste. That was early. But we've heard Yoan Moncada had it really bad. Freddie Freeman. Yeah. For a few days. Oh, I felt like I was going to die. And then he wins the MVP. So that's what's <laughs> crazy about this is just it affects so many people differently. And I think people based on their perspective or experiences with friends, they look at it differently. Obviously, if you were unfortunate to have someone close to you that died, yeah, like I have a friend that lost a couple people. And, you know, I'm like, oh, I don't know if it's as bad as they seem. And you could see he's like, well, I lost this member and this member. So, yeah, it's different, you know, because he's seen people, you know, lose their life to it. And then others are just like, well, yeah, I know people who had it. They have no symptoms. Like, what's the big deal? Why are we shutting everything down? So it's just, it's just very weird of how everyone has a different perspective on this. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, it's, um, you know, like you said, it's, it's what, it's what your personal, for a lot of people, it's what your personal experience is. You know, like, like you said, I know, I know some people who lost uh, people to COVID um, and it's, you know, and, and it's, you know, devastating for them, obviously, but you know, they're, also very, you know, in tune with what's going on and, you know, are, are all about, you know, the news and the vaccinations and, you know, the plans and being careful and stuff like that. And then there are some people who just haven't encountered that in their lives at all. And they're like, what's, what's the big deal? You know, I mean, it's like, you know, the medical shows on TV, I don't know if you watch any of them, but, you know, I've got a wife who controls the DVR, so... Chicago Med and Grey's Anatomy and The Resident and all these other, you know, these other medical shows. I mean, they're all so focused on how serious it is and how, you know, the deaths and, and the wear and tear, not just for, you know, the, the you know, people who have it, but then the effect on on all of our healthcare workers for being in it. And and like they show like the, the on TV, it's a, a whole mess of doom and gloom and stuff like that. And I think that's another thing that kind of like turns people away from it, thinking it's ah, it's just TV drama. They're not, you know, it's it's not that bad because they haven't been involved in it. So 
Uh, you know, I mean, listen, it's a, it's, it's, it's a tough situation. It really is, but you're, you're right. It does sound like the NBA is going to power through and, um, have they put any kind of a word as far as like when they might announce the second half schedule? I haven't heard anything. They're probably gonna, my guess is they probably have something preliminary lined up. And I guess with each cancellation, it's probably making things more complicated. So I would think that you can generate a schedule. I mean, there's computers, man. So you should be able to do this pretty quickly. Um, and how many of these buildings are being used anyway? There's no concerts, right? That as far as I know, right? No, Adam, thank you. There are no concerts. Yeah. So I don't I don't see that being an issue. I mean, you know, some some of the I don't know how many, but between the NBA and NHL, obviously some teams play in the same building, they can hammer that out. So my guess is that they'll maybe announce I don't know. I haven't seen anything about word of announcement. I don't I, it, at this point it doesn't matter. Uh fantasy basketball has already become complicated as is. Uh I just hope that we, you know, get through the season and everyone is safe. That's a good way to just drop the mic and move on in the conversation. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> right. Let's yeah. stop. T- let's stop talking about the doom and gloom. No, the doom and gloom. That was it. I was, uh, I was talking to Sandro Anello. So next week I'm actually, I'm taking time off uh, for sanity's sake there. But I don't remember just something happened where I was just like, listen, bottom line is, is that I'm kind of hoping just to be hit by a bus so I can take the forever nap and <laughs> just do it that way and never come back. Yeah, you have had that perspective at times, which is why I said you're going to live till you're 90. Oh, man, dude. I'm telling you, put that prop bet out of your mind. That is just, that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. You talk about waiting a long time to cash prop bet. I mean, geez, I could be dead before then. Well, no, you'll, you'll, you'll get paid before that. If you want to put, put, I'm telling you, man, put the under. Put the under. I just won't let myself. I won't let myself get old. I can't do it. I can't. You know. I'm so what are you gonna do? You gonna hang yourself? No, dude, hanging yourself. That's brutal. I mean, I'm not gonna like piss well, and shit myself. Happen. So what are you gonna do? Just you know, keep eating. Just eat horribly. I'm gonna continue to eat horribly and enjoy that. Yeah, um, I, you know, I promised been... my wife I would outlive her. So, but she's she's got Crohn's disease and she's three years older than me. So I mean, that's like. One foot in the grave and the other on a banana peel. So I'm not worried these about things having- are so like you, these things are so unpredictable. Like you could live a long time. I've seen people. No, no, no. Once I outlive, listen. Once she goes, that's it. What are you gonna I, do? I don't. What else do I? What else do I need to do here? Well, I'm saying, what are you gonna do to stymie your life? I'm gonna grab a fistful of pills. I'm gonna stuff my pockets full of them, and I'm gonna go off into the woods somewhere. And I'm going to take them all, and I'm going to go, and I'm going to take the forever nap and let the animals get me. Oh, my goodness. There's no way you do that. Why? Why are we talking about this? Can we? It's hu- but it's humane in the sense that I'm, I'm putting myself back into nature. I'm not doing anything that's going to cause, like, property value to, to be wiped out because there's a dead body in the house. Um, you know, I, I'm. You have thought about this too much, bro. No, I really haven't. It, it, it doesn't take a long time to think this up. Trust me, this is an easy plan, Adam. Oh boy, it's an easy plan. I, I mean, just I make sure that I we, always like, wonder that how we get to. That. We always wonder how we get to certain topics. How the fuck did we get to this? I don't know, man. I think it was all your fault. Yeah, of course. Blame me for everything. 
I will. I will. However, I do want to make sure that you and I are like gazillionaires before this happens. Well, that would help. Well, look, we got another crack at the Mega Millions because no one won. So mm -hmm. Friday night mm -hmm. is like over 800 mil. Somebody did win the Powerball. So that one is gone. Um, but I've, I've gotten the Powerball number two times in a row. The problem is I got none of the other five numbers. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, listen, I think we can we we need to combine our forces here. You Wonder even, Twin you Powers. Haven't, you activate. haven't even played over the last two weeks, have you? Yes, of course I have. Really? You've gone to the store? No, I've made my wife go to the store, dude. Uh, I don't go out. It's time right. of COVID, dude. I don't want to catch the virus. You you really don't go out like that? You really limit your outside for real? No, I just have no reason to go out. She's oh. she's she's unemployed right now, right? So she takes care of the dogs, takes the dogs for a walk. I, I work my ass off. I'm in the shed all the time. So anything that needs to be done on the outside world, she's already taken care of it. Oh, I mean, I work a lot too, but I, I take a walk every single day. I try for like an hour just to, to get out, move around and stuff. And obviously go out to get food and stuff. But yeah, I'm not like, going out, hanging out at parties or anything like that. Well, I'm a fat piece of shit, so I limit my mobility. No, listen, that's, again, that's part of what next week's going to be all about, you know? Just stop. Well, going hiking in the woods to see your potential spot? Of I'm gonna, I've got to go find a spot to <laughs> die. Absolutely. Get a market. <laughs> I, have to, I have to find the perfect spot. There needs to be enough bobcats and enough coyotes. See, this, this is how it works. See, the person like you who says, yeah, I don't want to be here long, lives to 90. And the person who frets about life every day has an early end to life. That's the way this world works. It's a cruel joke, isn't it? It's a it cruel, is. cruel joke. <laughs> All right, we're going to get off the doom and gloom here. We're yeah, going to turn geez. to some NFL action before poor Adam <laughs> cries himself to sleep right now. Holy shit. All right, but before we get to some NFL action... Want to give a shout out to our friends at uh, at Monkey Knife Fight, the DFS site. Y'all need to be playing on, and here's why. <laughs> Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Then you need to check out MonkeyKnifeFight.com. MonkeyKnifeFight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because MonkeyKnifeFight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks, which means anyone has a chance at winning, even you, Adam, even you. Uh, monkeyknifefight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love, baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and eSports too. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. You know what else monkeyknifefight.com has? How about a free $5 game for you for just for signing up. And if you use the promo code ANTIUP, one word, A-N-T-E-U-P, you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. With a name like monkeyknifefight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play, play MKFing win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So that's how we uh, pay the bills. All right, Adam, let's get down to some business here. Although, before we get to the NFL, uh, can I just give like a little giggle about the Cavs beating the Nets? 
during the debut of Kyrie and Durant and uh, and Harden, all three of them on the court together, and they can't beat a depleted Cavs team in double overtime? Uh, look, I know there's people who are going to hate the Nets and they like to see it. I don't think it's a big deal. Um, the Cavs actually have been playing very well. They're 500 on the season. Colin Sexton came back his first game from injury, and they couldn't stop him. Uh, and it's going to take some time. With Durant, Kyrie, and Harden. I mean, they all put up ridiculous numbers, but they also had to play huge minutes. So they play this Cavs again on Friday night, and then they play Miami twice again. As I've said, it's happened a lot in the NBA this year because they're trying to limit the travel. But look, the Nets are going to be fine in the end. The only thing that can really derail them is the, the thing I worry about is game on the line. Like, does someone really get upset when? they're not the one getting the shot and does it happen continuously. Uh, we saw James Harden was very unselfish in this game, only took 14 shots from the field. Durant took 25, Kyrie took 28. So uh, it's an adjustment period. The same thing happened when LeBron James, Chris Bosh, and Dwayne Wade came together. Their first year, they started like 8-8, eight 9-9. Eight, nine nine. Oh, it's not going to work. Oh, my God. And what happened? They went on to win NBA titles. I'm not saying that's going to happen with these three because it's different, but I don't think it's a big deal at all. I just like trolling super teams. I got to be honest with you. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people do, unless you're a fan of that team, people don't like to see it, but I'll do it with anybody. Like, you know, when the Yankees were, were buying all of their talent in the, uh, in the eighties, I was, you know, one of the, one of the biggest trolls against them really bummed me out when we ended up like, you know, having to like turn to, you know, the Giambi route and stuff like that. I gave us uh, I gave us enough shit for that. So I'll troll my own team. I troll the super teams. Troll the super teams. Give it give the little guy a chance to uh to break out. Um, all right, let's talk NFL, let's talk conference championships. These lines haven't moved. Still, it's uh it's it's Green Bay minus three and a half. The over-under is at 51 and a half. Uh Chiefs are minus three over the Bills. Over-under is uh, is 54. Let's start with, you know, some facts that we know about these games. Uh, Mahomes, for all intents and purposes, will be starting this game. They're just waiting for final clearance from an independent neurologist, but uh, he took snaps at practice on Thursday, and it was limited, but, it, you know, as as the uh, as as the Chiefs and all the beat writers have said, um, you're, you're not wasting first, you know, first team snaps on a guy you don't expect to get clearance and play. So uh, we will see him. We're still uncertain about Clyde Edwards, Alaire, Darrell Williams becomes a factor. Le'Veon Bell's dealing with swelling in his knee. Um, so that's on, on the chief side, on the bills side, Adam, you've got uh, Beasley still dealing with a little bit of a knee issue. Uh, Gabriel Davis has been banged up. So he actually missed practice on Thursday. Um, but, you know, I mean, you know the Bills game. It's Josh Allen and it's Stefan Diggs. And hopefully maybe we see some Devin Singletary. Who knows? But let's start here. Let's start Bills Chiefs. Um, where is your lean? Uh, like I've said this week, I really don't feel strongly about either game this week. I really think any team can win. Uh, I'm going to lean towards the Chiefs here. You know, I do have my concerns about them, though. You know, again, Mahomes' health is a big deal. You know, no one has really said anything about the toe, but is that still an issue? He was limping after that injury during that game. But we know mobility is a part of his game. 
You know, he'll take off and run. Will that limit him? He also had trouble throwing after that toe injury. So there are concerns there with him. We know the Chiefs have not been really dominant. Look, they've won a lot of games. They have not been blowing teams out. They've won a lot of close games by three, by four. Even last week, they didn't cover the spread. They're one and eight against the spread in their last nine. Uh, but they have so much talent. And, you know, they've been through this before last year. They had the slow start against Houston and recovered. So um, I lean towards them. I've said all along before the playoffs, I was like, yeah, you know, I would put some money on Buffalo because I think this team can certainly get to the Super Bowl. Uh, they're nine and one against the spread in their last 10. Uh, they played Kansas City this year, lost 25-17. It was a weird game plan, though. They didn't throw the ball. They ran a lot. I don't see that happening at all. Uh, they've clearly showed that in the second half of the season. You know, and both these teams kind of abandoned the run, although we did see Kansas City have a lot of success against Buffalo with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. So um, I'm leaning towards Kansas City. Uh, Buffalo, I thought, could have been beaten by the Colts if the Colts made a play or two here or there. Um, and Buffalo was good against the Ravens, but that game was close. The Lamar Jackson pick six is really what changed everything. And then Lamar going out. So the Bills, as much as I like them, haven't been great in the playoffs. They've been good. You know, they've won the games, and that's what you can do. Maybe they're saving their best performance for this week or maybe the Super Bowl. Um, but, yeah, I just – I really don't have a strong feel on either side. But if I'm forced to lean away, I'll just go with the Chiefs. I think clearly they're – one of the most talented teams in football uh, with Mahomes at quarterback. Yeah, home, <clears throat> home team only laying three. I mean, I, usually when it's this close, I like to I like to err on the side of uh, getting the points. I think I said that to you yesterday. When it's this close, I like to to be getting the points. But I mean, in all honesty, I think that the only way the Chiefs lose this game is if Buffalo just tries to just tries to get into a shootout, right? Like, I think that that could be the mistake. And I, I, I know that, you know, Josh Allen slinging the rock is a, is, has been really good. And, you know, even under pressure when he's rolling out, he's finding his receivers. But, you know, I, I think keeping, you know, keeping Mahomes off the field, I think is definitely going to be important. I'd love to see that. I'd love to see them run the ball. I mean, I know I sound like some like stodgy old fart talking about run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. But you know, when, when you look at some of these matchups and you look at some of these teams, you know, it, it's, it, it seems so clear that they are lacking in, in a run defense. They are, you know, very vulnerable. And the problem is, is that teams nowadays in the NFL are so quick to just default to the pass instead of really grinding it out on the ground. And I think that's, you know, I mean, oh, my God. If, if Devin Singletary could get, you know, like 15 touches in this game, I, I think it would be a, a little bit more interesting. I think that, you know, we, we could see a little bit more out of Buffalo or at least keep it closer. But because I think Singletary gets like five or six carries in this stupid game, um, then I have to side with you and take the Chiefs and lay the points. Yeah, I just I don't think I'm going to be putting a wager on that though, man. I just don't feel strong about it, you know. And we've said this, we preach this. I think that's where some people lose 
you don't need to place a wager on everything. If you're not feeling it and you don't have a conviction, you can go to the line. You can go to player props. You don't have to just because there's two games this weekend. So that's the way I feel with this line. And um, as of right now, I don't think I'll be touching it. Okay, fair enough. Uh, any thoughts on the over-under? I lean towards the under. Um, you know, we've seen the defenses really step up in the playoffs. We've seen some low-scoring games. I mean, we didn't see anyone's, you know, the two highest games last week were a combined total of 50. So, um, you know, plus Mahomes, maybe he's not 100%. Maybe there are a couple throws that go awry. Um, you know, we know Buffalo's probably not going to run the football a lot, even though Kansas City's, you know, not good against the run. I believe the second worst run defense oh, in TV away. It kills me, man. It kills right? me. I want it so bad and they won't do it. It's yeah. like it's like the Browns, you know? You've got Nick Chubb, but you're going to fuck around and have Baker Mayfield throw the ball 35 times. I mean, I don't know. Do they do they go with Singletary a little bit more this week because of the Chiefs ineptitude on on the ground? Maybe. Um it's possible. It deviates from what they do and what they have been doing. Um but yeah, I'm going to lean towards the under here. Okay. All righty. Um, let's go to the NFC. Tampa Bay going up against Green Bay. Um, three and a half of the pack is what the Packers are giving. Uh, 51 and a half. I will say this because I made you choose first on the AFC. I'll go to the NFC and I'll choose first. I will say this. I am going to take the Bucks with the points. But I think the pack wins this game. I think it's super close. Um, but I think it comes down to a, a final Aaron Rodgers drive. Uh, and I think that uh, I think they end up getting the uh, getting the victory here. But close enough that I'm going to throw a little something, something on Tampa Bay with the three and a half. I love getting the hook, too. I love having the hook. Yeah, I'm leaning towards the points as well. Uh I mean, everything, not everything, but it seems like, oh, Green Bay's at home, Aaron Rodgers' first home championship. But I do think this will be a close game. The key is, like, which Buccaneers defense shows up because there's been times this year where they've been really good, like last week when they had the four turnovers, and other weeks where they haven't been good. My one concern, too, about the Bucs is it feels like against the better teams, they don't perform as well. Uh, and I know last week you could say, well, look what they did against the Saints. Well, maybe that was more of the Saints and their ineptitude in the postseason. I don't know. We'll find out. But I got to think Brady will keep them competitive. You know, he has that experience. Uh, we know that it's probably going to be tough for Green Bay to run the football. You know, Tampa has been excellent against the run this year. Only three running backs have gone over 60 yards. I know Kamara was one of them last week, and that's the third time he faced them. Now, they just really are good against the run. Um so I think this will be a close game. Uh, we know that the Buccaneers blitzed a lot in week six, and it got to Aaron Rodgers. I think the Packers are definitely going to adjust for that, and they'll be ready. But, yeah, I'm going to take the three and a half, too, because this could be a field goal game. Yeah, I feel like this, is a th this could definitely be a field goal game. I feel like, and again, like coming down to the wire there and, you know, Mason Crosby from – 43 yards out kind of hits one, but I still got the bucks with that half point there. Uh, and it helps me out. So love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, over under, um, are you tilting on the under or the over this one? I'm leaning towards the over. I think we're, we'll see it go slightly over. I think we're going to see points on both sides. So uh, I'm leaning towards the over. 
right. I kind of was too. I kind of was too. Um, I like it. Um, all right. Any uh, any final thoughts on, let's say, you know, DFS possibilities? Uh, any play? Any particular props that you might have seen or that we discussed in yesterday's show that you had more time to think about? I kind of sprung it all up on you. Um, any any final thoughts about these games? Yeah, I mean, some props that I like. Uh, Chris Godwin over sixty five and a half. Receiving yards. Uh, I like digs over seven and a half receptions. Uh, and we talked about some of the touchdown guys yesterday. Uh, mm-hmm. I think you mentioned Tunyon. I think that's not a bad one. Yep, yep. Yeah, I think I think in in that game you're looking at uh, on the Buck side. I mean, on the Green Bay side, you're looking more at the receivers to score just because uh, Tampa Bay is so good against the run. And uh, Kelsey's props I'd be looking at the over I know some of those numbers are high but those guys are going to produce man they just do every week and Kelsey already has two touchdowns against the Bills this year they're not great against the tight end Uh, but yeah again just make sure Mahomes is as close to 100% and I guess we'll know early in that game right I think the people who back the Bills or Chiefs seeing Mahomes early will know like uh okay that was right or I'm in trouble right (laughs) Within like the first, within the first like series or two, absolutely. Yeah, Mahomes drops back to pass. Tyreek Hill's wide open, and Mahomes doesn't even come close. (laughs) And he's looking at his toe. Oh, dude! Wow! I'm just Chiefs Kingdom just unsubscribed to our podcast. No, come on! I'm just throwing it out there as an example. I honestly, I I'm rooting for Tampa. Because I, I don't like Green Bay. As a Cowboys fan and the rivalry they had, I'm not rooting for them. So I'm clearly rooting for Tampa Bay. Not that I love Brady or anything, but I love Chris Godwin. So I'm rooting for Tampa there. And the other game, I don't know who I'm rooting for. I, I, I like the Chiefs. I have no, no problem with them. I love Mahomes. His dad pitched for my Mets. I love uh, Travis Kelsey. His <laughs> dad pitched for my Mets. Yeah. Patrick, dude, you're Mets, dude. Come on. Dude, yeah. I mean, look. I'm Look. If I hit this mega millions, right? Mm-hmm. Steve Cohen, he, he better get ready because I'm going to invest that and have more money than him and buy the Mets from him. And I'm the next Steve Cohen, the fan who grew up. So you can, you can, you can, listen, you know what? You can hire me as my, as your GM because I have no. never texted a picture of my dong to anybody. I have not either. Uh, video is a different story, but that's a topic for another day. Um, no, but, that's a topic for no day for me. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. <laughs> no. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, what was I saying? So we were talking about the Chiefs. Of talking about nothing about nothing like a, a team doing its due diligence on somebody before they hire him as their fucking GM. Oh, come on, bro. Like, so where were the Cubs and the other teams that he was employed by that didn't know about this? They did know about no, it. No, I heard. No. I heard Jim Duquette talking about this, and he's been in front offices. And yeah. He said, you can do as much as you can. Sometimes these things pop up. Like, you can only do. Ah, but I'm bumped. Oh, stop, man. Come on, man. <laughs> I just don't understand it. If the girl doesn't respond to 60 texts of yours, why are you texting? If she doesn't respond to three texts of yours, of course. Why, I mean, why do you keep going? It doesn't make any sense. But this was never reported anywhere. There was no police report. How are they supposed to find out? 
Well, because ESPN actually heard about it in 2016, and the woman actually did not want it to become public because she thought it was going to crush her career. She was a a, a, a reporter for uh, from a foreign country, uh, and she said that if if you know stuff like that comes out about her, she can kiss her career goodbye because her country. Uh, any woman that you know gets involved in any kind of a sex scandal, whether she did anything or not, uh, you know, just immediately gets dragged through the mud. So this has all been like, and ESPN said that they had been checking in with her, like every year, because of the Me Too movement, and did she want to, and blah blah blah. She's out of journalism now. She's looking for a different, you know, a different. I understand life. that, but you're saying ESPN know how are the Mets supposed to know if they're keeping this story quiet? They, you, you telling me? You telling me if ESPN knows about this, you're telling me that a private investigator uh, to do a background check on somebody isn't going to dig up dirt? Did they do? Does everyone hire a private investigator to for a GM? Come on now. Are you kidding? If I'm going to put the life of my team, if I'm Steve Cohen and I'm putting my life and my, all my money into this team, and I say to Sandy Alderson, "Spare no fucking expense, get it done." Yeah, you know what? For that kind of an investment, I want to know who my GM is. I want to know all the skeletons in his closet because I want to have that to my advantage. I don't know. I think it's unfair to say that they did a poor job because we don't know all the facts and what went into it. They easily could have just been like, hey, this could happen to any team. I don't know, dude. I, I guarantee you, I could come up. Give, give me, give me five days. I can come up with everything that you've done in your in your life, and you're gonna be like, "Holy shit! How did you know that?" And I'm uh, not the Mets or Steve Cohen. I don't know, man. Yeah, you want to dare me? Well, you know people <laughs> I know. It's a completely different situation. <laughs> you know a lot of the people that I know. So there's a. A previous relationship there. Ah, uh, yes, true, true. Well, you're telling me that Sandy, all like you have a head start. You know exactly who to go to right away. Whereas if it's a blind resume with Porter, like you don't know where to start. Oh, see, that's the thing. See, I wouldn't go to the people I know immediately. I would send the investigator and just say, "Listen, I don't know anything about this guy." I need to know everything about him and let the investigator come up with anything. And then if I see something, then I can be like, oh, shit. You know what? Maybe I should talk to Lisa Ann about this thing that Adam did once. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Again, it's a completely different comparison. <laughs> oh. You, you know, you're not you're not amused. Why? No, I'm just saying it's completely different, man. So sure, 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 sure. Look, they got rid of them. What do you want them to do? Listen, you know that's what you got to do. You can't go into the season with Long Schlong Silver as your GM, knowing that he could be texting pictures to to so many different people like that. I love his. I, I did, by the way, love his excuse. Well, it wasn't mine. It was just one of those like stock photos. Really? You have stock photos of another man's junk? Come on! Gross. Gross. All right. Well, I guess, yeah, we, we should probably get back on track and finish up with some final thoughts on the games this weekend. 
Uh, yeah, look, I think we're going to see. This is an award. This is an award nominated podcast. Damn it. Yeah, so. we see why. Um, <laughs> by the way, big shout out. Thank you to the FSWA for making uh, Adam and I and the Annie Up podcast a, uh, a finalist for the 2020 uh, podcast of the year for all sports. Uh, and then some. Yes, appreciate that. And uh, hopefully we're continuing the excellence that they nominated us for. <laughs> uh, but no, I think we're going to see. I expect two great games this week. And I know we've been underwhelmed by some of the games, but I truly believe these uh, games both potentially could come down to the last possession of the game. Well, I agree with that statement. And if they're both blowouts, you didn't, you didn't listen to what I just said. (laughs) (laughs) Kill the audio. audio. Yeah, it wasn't me. It was Nando DeFino who said that, if that's the case. Nando DeFino. Boy, have have I ever met somebody who gets more things wrong than Nando? Oh, (laughs) Oh my God. First of all, I mean, just the clothing choice alone, right? Like he thinks he looks good. I don't think you should talk about me behind my back, Howard. I can hear these things. Even when you think I'm not there, I'm there. (laughs) Good times. (laughs) I love you, Nando. People love my Nando impression. It's a great impression. It sounds exactly like him. You know David Ganos? Yeah. So he was like, I saw him. I forgot. We were somewhere one day, probably at FSGA or something. He's like, you know, I was listening to the radio the other day and I thought for several minutes that it was Nando on the radio and it was you. He's like, that was such a good impression. It's like, thank you. And everyone tells me who hears it. Um, Because sometimes I don't realize, I think you didn't know about it until recently. And you're like, oh, shit. And even Fancy too. Oh, so yeah, somebody told me that you do a great Nando impression. I had no idea. Yeah, so yeah, I've been doing it a long time and people <laughs> love it. They're like, oh my God, it's so good. So uh yeah, you know, sometimes you just can nail the impersonation of someone. And uh for me, it's Nando DeFino, who is a good guy, even though he's taking shots at me on Twitter, man. I feel like he took shots at us, man. I mean, us, I, yeah. You were named, but I mean you know, I'm right here with you, you know, ride or die right here, brother in arms. Yeah, well, you uh, had a nice, uh, nice gif of slamming the door in his face, so that was good. You know, that was that was just the start, tip of the iceberg. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking that perhaps maybe on here on either Annie Up or on Sirius XM, uh, I just interview Nando Defino. That would be <laughs> awesome, <laughs> right? Just, uh, just, just you know, let let, let you and uh, you know, well, you, you can did, the you last did my air quotes around his name, right? Unless this changed, the last time he was out in public eating was with me back in March. Okay. We we met up and he gives me shit because he's like, so what do you want a kid to eat? I'm like, oh, you know, like pancakes, eggs. He's like, it's noon. You can't eat pancakes. I'm like, why not? You can eat pancakes anytime you want. Pancakes. Breakfast for dinner is the best thing ever. Right. He's like, no, it's lunchtime, man. We can't eat pancakes, man. You can eat pancakes, but I'm not eating pancakes at noon. I, I eat breakfast at 6 a.m. Well, I'm not up at 6 a.m., bro. <laughs> <laughs> so I get I got pancakes with bananas, and he's eating like a fajita. 
<laughs> really? Where he he ordered the fajita at a diner? It was not a. It was um. It wasn't really a diner. It was this place in somewhere in Jersey. I forgot what town. It was. Yeah, they had, they're I guess known for like their pancakes and stuff. He's like, oh, we can go to this spot, but they of course they have other foods. So. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I mean, if if I'm getting if there's a place where I'm getting good pancakes and good breakfast food, the last thing I'm ordering is the fajitas. Dude, that's th- now. Let's see if you agree with me on this. So, I like IHOP. I only eat their breakfast. Right? Yes. It's the International House of Pancakes. Why the fuck am I going to eat your burger or your chicken? And it might be good. Don't get me wrong. But I only eat breakfast at IHOP. Yeah, I'm okay. with you. Yeah. I'm with you. There's just certain things. There's certain things. I'm not going to a, I'm not going to Taco Bell for a breakfast wrap. Right? I don't get I've never had any breakfast at Taco Bell. Never. Ever. Never I even just, crossed my mind. And listen, I've gone to places and I've had huevos rancheros and been totally fine. Great. Love it. It's fantastic. I'll, I'll do that for breakfast. No problem. There's a there's a, a, a Spanish restaurant over by uh by us here uh that my wife and I love. And I'll I'll do that, no problem. But and like a pizzeria, you know, some pizzeria serve burgers. Why am I going to go there for a burger? Exactly. Right. Well, that's, you know, why am I, you know, it's like people who go to this steakhouse, you know, that aren't vegetarians and still get the fish. Yeah. You're I mean, Morton's, if, why are you having the salmon? Yeah. I, you know, and look, I love salmon, but if I'm going to a steakhouse, I'm eating steak. Case closed. Like for real, go somewhere else if you want salmon. Now, what if you're stuck there and you really didn't want to go and you don't like steak? Okay. But even then. It's like, well, why are you going for? Right, yeah. Suggest an all an alternative dinner spot for crying out loud. Right, be like, look, I would love to go, but I don't eat steak. But now maybe you're the only one in the group, and they go, sorry, you have to go. All right, then I guess you got to eat the salmon. Hopefully, it's good. Um, but yeah, if I'm going to a steakhouse, I'm eating steak, man. Come on. Yeah, I see, think- Nando's the guy who gets the salmon. Yeah, not, I mean, not what's a wrong with that? I can eat salmon. what I want. I mean, I'm just not in the mood for steak today. I right? Sam, he like goes to the diner and he's like, he's the guy, you know, you, you, you sit there and you wonder, you're like, who's ordering the fucking lobster tail at, you know, at, at, at the empire diner. Right. And there it's Nanda. I don't see anything wrong with that. You <laughs> act like I'm not normal. <laughs> I can eat what I want. <laughs> Could literally do this for hours on end. And then one day we will. One day we will. We'll have like a uh, a yeah. marathon. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, I'm gonna now. I'm gonna I'm gonna fix this link here. Now I'm gonna email it to Nando. <laughs> 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 tell tell him if he wants to hear what a good podcast sounds like. This is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> and and, uh, and maybe you, you can work work on his a little bit more. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, his we, gonna... he does once a week. We're out here busting our ass four to five times a week. Get out of here. Once a week. Come on, man. That's ridiculous. All right. That's going to do it for us here today. Big thank you to everybody for liking, subscribing, tuning in, and uh, and joining in the laughs as well. Hope we gave you some good knowledge as well for uh, the weekend games. Again, yesterday's episode has some props on there we gave our picks here tonight and uh wishing you nothing but the best in dfs and uh and all your wagering uh this weekend be smart about it be smart about like adam says you don't always need action uh on every single thing so if you want to just play light and play some props do that um that's going to do it for us uh 
For Adam Ronis, I'm Howard Bender. This has been the Annie Up Podcast. We'll catch you next time.